Today, I am very excited to share with you this very, very special show. I am finally seeing one of my biggest manifestations for this show coming to life by inviting one of my dear friends, Roya Persalshi, on as a guest host. And not only talking about the Akashic Records, but opening the Akashic Records while we are on the show. This has been a vision that I have held for this show since before I ever even created it. And I think that I just needed a trusted friend to do it with me. And I am excited to invite more of my Akashic sisters onto the show to open the records um, so that you can get to know them and all the different interpreters and all of the different teachings and wisdom that can be downloaded from the records. And of course, I will offer some more of my own readings in my own way through this show. But today it was such an honor to have Roya join me. Many of you know her as my Ayurvedic teacher, but we originally met um, in our Akashic Records facilitator training together. So today we are going to talk about the records, explore the wisdom, and Roya has a very exciting Akashic Records facilitator training coming up. It starts on November 21st. So if you're looking for an avenue to go into this work, I I think this program sounds incredible. Roya is an amazing teacher. She is such a wealth of knowledge and wisdom and presence and just love. I just love her so freaking much. And so that program starts um, on the 21st. So I put the link in the show notes to her Instagram if you want to message her about it and to her website that has the program itself so that you can just go check it out, see all of the details and see if it's a match for you. I would be so excited to know if someone is listening that they got the inspiration to go and start doing this work. It's incredible work. It has changed my life. I love it so much. And at the end of the show, Roya opens the records for us. And we we give a little reading. We do a little channeling. And so this reading is for you. For you. Because we're living in a quantum field, right? Where there's no such thing as linear time. And the quantum knows that you are listening. And so it pulled in these readings for you. So I hope that you listen until the end. In the last 30 minutes, we um, we go into the records, and I hope that the message lands beautifully for you. If it does, I would just love to hear from you. And as always, if you love this show, please go leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, share this show with your friends, post it to your story. Sharing is caring, my loves, and I would love nothing more than for this message to be out there in the world. So without further ado, I introduce to you my show, Into the Akash, with Roya Porcelshi. Okay, hello and welcome to Lioness Podcast with me, your host, Jane Lyon. I am so excited for my special guest today, my dear friend, sister, teacher, Roya Porcelshi. Roya, 
there's so much that I have to say about you. Um, but before I say anything, I would love for you to just say hello to the audience and introduce yourself in any way that feels best to you. Sure. Thank you, Jane, so much for having me in this space. I was sharing with Jane. She's such an enthusiastic and grounded um, channel for this knowledge. So I'm so happy to be here with you. Jane and I met in our Akashic Records training over a year and a half ago. Um, and since then, I've really uh, dove into the science of, of what are the Akashic Records and use that as my stepping stone to combine all of these um, these philosophies and these ways of being like yoga and meditation and energy work to just try to understand how does this all work? What's the purpose of what brings us here? And so, yeah, this is um, one of my main uh, things that I like to share with others in the world. So thank you for the opportunity. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I love you so much, Roya, because before we hit record, you're like, let's tune in. Let's take some time to tune in. And I, as a meditation teacher, like, I love meeting those people where I'm like, yeah, guide me. Like, I mm. love you guide me. I love having your voice guide me and help me tap in because, you know, a lot of times we're just doing it for ourselves. And it just mm -hmm. feels so nice to have someone else. So Thank you so much for just grounding in with me and you know for everybody listening we can kind of just take a collective breath in together and just kind of settling into the container of this episode and yeah roya and i met um summer of 2020 we did the akashic records training together and it's funny because you were my peer in that situation but as soon as you started talking about yourself and sharing, I was like, I have so much to learn from this woman. Like, I'm not sure what it is, but it immediately was like, I know she's a friend, but like, she is also a teacher. And you just, it was, it was kind of like seeing that coming into my future realm. Mm. And so Roya is a guest coach in my sanctuary program and in devotion. Yeah, my devotion girls got to know you as the Ayurvedic teacher. And I think a lot of my students know you that way. Um, because in the future, last summer, I did do my Ayurvedic teacher training with you. Mm -hmm. My own little prophecy told me that I would. So that was so much fun to go from, you know, being your friend and sister to being your student and getting to learn so much from you. Um, so I think the first thing that comes into my mind is like, how in the world did you end up in that Akashic Records reading training with me? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I tell the story of how the Akashic Records first came into my awareness. Um, I'm somebody who's always been super connected to my dreams and my dream world. Um, I've had like very vivid dreams and in 2014, when I first began on my healing journey, I remember being in this kind of like lucid state in between awake and sleeping. And it felt as if somebody was whispering in my ear, Akashic Records, Akashic Records, Akashic Records. And I studied um, art history in undergrad, uh, art history and anthropology. And it was like, I was studying for a test. So I was like, don't forget Akashic Records, Akashic Records. And I woke up and I'm like, what in the world are the Akashic Records? 
And my uh, first healer at the time, um, she's like, read this book by Linda Howe. And I didn't really do anything with it. I just received that information and kind of let it go. And one of her students was Sydney, who was our teacher for the Akashic Records. And they were on a podcast together. And uh, Sydney had a similar path to me. At, at the time, I worked at an agency. And Sydney had a similar background in marketing. And I was like, if this person can leave the marketing world and become a spiritual teacher, I can too. Aww. So I stayed on her um, on her email list for all those years, just watching and learning and kind of like envisioning that life for myself. And I received an email from her that said, Akashic facilitator training. And um, that word facilitator felt super important to me because the Akashic records, even though I didn't know at all what it was, I knew it was something that I wasn't a beginner at. And I knew, I knew it was something immediately that I wanted to facilitate. So the opportunity to learn and then immediately share and teach was something that felt aligned for me. And that's where we met. Oh my goodness. I love that because I was so similar. I was list I I read Sydney's book and then started listening to her podcast and kind of like watching her YouTube videos and she always just seemed like this really distant cool person that I would like never really come into orbit with. Mm. And you know, 2020 happened and I had nothing to do with my life and I was sitting around and I was like how do I I was like how do I keep serving? Because mm. I mostly practicing Reiki and teaching meditation and all of that was gone. Mm -hmm. And I had this crazy idea of hiring Sydney to be my mentor. And that was just so exciting. And it was maybe only a month into our mentorship that she announced the Akashic Records training. And I had knew she was hosting them. And the first one, it didn't feel like it, I was supposed to be in that one. And then mm -hmm. when she announced she was hosting her second round, it was just like, oh, I'm absolutely supposed to be there. Like without a doubt, I had only had one Akashic Records reading from her, but I just felt like I was supposed to be there. And the funny thing is that once I decided I was gonna do that, then in a yoga workshop two days later, I heard someone start talking about the Akashic Records. Then a few days I was at dinner with some of my Buddhist friends and they all start ranting about the Akashic Records. Then literally at the end of the week, my Rinpoche, my teacher starts talking about how Buddha downloaded the Dharma from the Akashic Records. And I'm like, I've never heard this term before. And I heard it three times in one week. This is crazy. And it was just the universe guiding me like, this is what you're meant to do, Jane. And it just felt like that training was what I was looking for as a way to serve people through the era that we're in right now. Mm. And here we are a year and a half later. I have no idea how many people's souls records I have opened, but the work that has been done in that realm is just absolutely incredible. Mm. Were you, did you grow up in New York City? I grew up on Long Island, so right outside of the city. And then I went to school in Philadelphia for four years. And then I moved into Manhattan, Manhattan in 2012. Uh, and now I've, I've moved to Mexico City in 2021. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. I'm like, I just want to get a feel of like where in the world you are. So mm -hmm. now you're in Mexico and it sounds like you were just loving it there, soaking it up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so inspirational. It's a very fertile 
um, physically and energetically, so much creativity, art, culture, um, and kind of an ancient lineage and all of that stuff. Um, but I just wanted to share something that you said that the records has a resonance. And so there's like a seed that's planted and literally it's like even the words, the Akashic records, it has a resonance that once it starts to vibrate in your field, in your awareness, you're like, I don't know what this is, but it, and it'll pull you forward until it, it'll pull you into its field of resonance. And I see that with my students within my own life, within reflected in what you were sharing. And um, it has this kind of allure in which you're like, I don't know what this is, but I know there's something here. I love that so much. I know I have a new client today and she just bought a package with me and her her little intake form is like, no, I've never had a reading before. No, I've never met you before. No, I don't know what the Akashic records are, but I just bought a bunch from you because I just like, and that's what I love about this work is that we're not out there like, let me give you a reading. Let me give you a reading. We're just here as readers and people just find us, mm -hmm. have this trust and this resonance that you're going to be the one to help me explore this realm. So I'm curious, when we kind of first started our work together, were you ever nervous about opening the records? Um, let's see. I So I was one of those people that signed up. I had no idea what it was. I just knew. And so there was, there was always a knowing. Like even with my path in Ayurveda and yoga, I didn't really know about it, like, but I knew that it was part of my path and in the same way with the records as well. What I would say took more strength and courage was trusting the information that was received in the records. Because mm -hmm. um, once I was in there, it felt like home. I felt like all of myself, all of the parts of me that maybe I, I hid um, like maybe I was more self-conscious about in my physical waking state as Roya in this world. But I, the second you move into that, that field, you can, at least I felt like, oh yes, there's a remembering. Um, but the, the more difficult part for my human form was, um, like, okay, I'm seeing this, I'm hearing this. Now I have to share it with this human. And, I, you know, it's so left field sometimes. Um, you really have to work on that faith and that trust of that higher guidance beyond your own personal perspective. Oh, I, and I love that that is what being a facilitator kind of forces you to do. Mm. It forces you into this deep trust, deep trust. Mm. And I look back at videos of when we were in training and I can, and it's so funny to see myself be like, I'm seeing this and then I kind of <laughs> landing because I can see how much I didn't trust in what I was seeing mm -hmm. and even still today like you know when I, I get onto a call and it's funny how my ego can be like I hope I help this person when mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with me whatsoever absolutely it has everything to do with me being in full trust that the message that comes through is what's meant to land and that I have to step out of the way and let the, let the message come through and trust that the person receiving it is ready to receive it. And 
that it's going to land for them. And that is exactly why we're in that realm. It's all in the sense of unconditional love. Like you're never going to get a reading that like leaves a bad taste in your mouth or makes you really unsure because it's all so deeply loving. Mm-hmm. And curious, when you open the records, could you describe to us how it feels to be in that dimension? <laughs> oh yeah. It's like, um, so even the way I kind of bring people through into the records, mm-hmm. um, it's almost as if you're moving into a, a different state, like a different change in consciousness. And so when I'll guide people through this, you're also like stepping down and then stepping up and then stepping within. So you're entering into these different portals or even dimensions. And the second that you open up the records through the pathway prayer, the feeling, at least the feeling that I receive, which may be different for you because we all have different ways of receiving information. There is a sense of expansion upwards. You feel this openness, almost as if energy is moving from your heart up towards the sky. And then you're in this, uh, this kind of like ethereal realm where you can kind of float and images or sounds or tastes will come through. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it takes coming out of the records again to recognize me like, whoa, where did I just go? What did I just receive? Um, and then I'll notice like my ears get hot or like my hair is tingly or my third eye is open. Um, so it, it's different for everyone, but I definitely feel that change of state in my experience. Yeah. Oh, I just love to hear that because that's, I think that's the really fun thing about the records is that like, I've never felt um, any sort of, like, I don't even want to use the word competitiveness, but mm-hmm. because it's like we each interpret in our own unique ways and mm-hmm. like, I will come for you for guidance on is going to be different than what I'm going to go see Natasha for guidance on mm-hmm. and the way that each of us access the records is so unique and exciting. Mm-hmm. And I just love feeling into those different for me, like the second I, I feel it, it's like this bloom of warmth mm-hmm. behind me. And I almost feel like an umbrella open, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. you know, pulling information from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just is like the warmest, coziest, like I love days when I have reading scheduled because even though I'm in service to another person, I know that after that reading, I'm going to feel just so good. It like brings me into such a trance state so quickly where I feel like my whole nervous system settles down. My body temperature rises as it did just as we started talking. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's hello. (laughs) I usually need like a little bit of cool water to like kind of keep me grounded because I can get so warm in the realm. But um, Mm. yeah, that's what I love. And so many people ask me, how do you open the records? And I just say, here's the pathway prayer, like go try it yourself. And for my students in sanctuary, when they're in their very last session, I kind of like send them off, like go open the records for yourself, go and explore this for yourself. Mm. It's it. And I guess for anyone who's listening, you can open the records for yourself. And yes, I, I wonder if you would have any guidance for someone who is like, wait, I can, how do I do that? Yeah, absolutely. So 
It's pretty incredible because essentially you state this pathway prayer and then you sit there and receive information. And so I really believe that the pathway prayer is just a channel of intention. You're intending to reach this other realm. You're opening yourself up to receiving information and you're opening up your personal channel to essentially divine energy. So that's why in some ways it also feels like energy work because you are channeling from uh, a place that's beyond, that's beyond the physical realm. And so that will manifest in different ways. Like you get super hot. I feel kind of more fluid, all of these things. Um, And the amazing thing is that each and every single one of us has access to this. Like we all have the opportunity to open ourselves to a place beyond our mind, um, to open ourselves to a place to receive information from people who are here to guide us, to hear a point of view and a perspective beyond our own mind which, you know, sometimes it can be a lot to listen to yourself all the time and you can get such clarity. Mm -hmm. And um, I've chatted about this with students and speaking frankly, it can be more difficult to open it by yourself. And I have a theory as to why. Because I believe that when we open the records, the records is like an etheric realm, meaning a subtle realm, the astral realm, it's not material. So it's very expansive. So sometimes people will be like, I open the records by myself and like crickets, I I hear nothing. Um, So what it really is, is like opening up and creating a channel, a pathway, a container, to channel the etheric or the astral realm. And so naturally when we're with another person, that's a container because it's two. Um, So, but a nice way to try to open it by yourself is maybe finding like a warm patch of sun um, and then opening up the records by saying it out loud and you just lay down and see what comes to you. And you can start really simple. You can open up the records and say, what should I be eating more of? Mm, I love that. Or like, yeah, like what's a, what's like my soul color? What's my um, soul spirit animal? And see if an information comes and information comes in different ways for different people. Mm-hmm. It might be visual, it might be uh, taste, it might be sound, or some people uh, just know. Um, yeah. So there's a, there's, you can begin to discern which are the ways in which you receive messages, um, which can be quite helpful on this journey. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. And that's, it's funny how quickly I'll go choose one of you sisters to do a reading for me before I do one for myself. Totally. That's so much easier to be reflected. And I also think there's something about like, receiving and just being held in someone else's space while they guide you and they kind of do the work for you but when I do when I am having these like kind of inner battles with myself or like why am I this way or why is this so hard and these kind of I will do exactly what you said I'll lay on the floor light some candles and I'll turn on my voice recorder and I will try to speak everything and I think wow the biggest lesson for me I've always been really visual so I would be giving Reiki sessions 
and I would see exactly what's happening in someone's life that's messing with their energy or that they're suffering from or things that they they maybe can't even voice to me that they're struggling with and I'll okay. see it but I never knew what to do with it and so mm. I Reiki sessions and I'd be like I saw this this and this and they'd be like that's my life mm-hmm. but I wouldn't know what to say to help them I would just see it and so mm. the practice of speaking what I'm seeing and then saying, why is this image important? Can you share with me why this image is important? And then more of that wisdom to come through that, that really helped me get into that channeling. And I love what you say about a channel because when I'm giving readings for like my partner, for example, Bruna loves to get readings from me. And it's probably the most challenging part because Bruna has a future as a firefighter. And I will see these images that I, my, immediately my intuition and my brain and my thinking mind will come up and be like, no, we don't want that. We don't like this. Don't tell (laughs) Like really, really in tune with all the little energetics that are playing in your mind space that are obstructing the channel of clarity. And sometimes she's like, is it too hard to do readings for me? And I'm like, no, it's actually really, really, it helps me become more skilled at my own discernment of Mm -hmm. what the message is and then what like my ego is really trying to intrude on the message. Um, So you said the science of the Akashic Records and that made me excited because (laughs) I I know that there's a lot of books out there about the science, but this isn't something I've explored at all because for me, it's just such a journey of trust, you know? Can you tell us more about what the science means? Sure. Yeah, this is something um, I am such a deep researcher. When I'm interested in something like spirituality, I dive into all of the past and I look for the thread that is weaved across, whether it's culture or spirituality. And so part of my own journey um, has been understanding how in the world the Akashic records work, because oftentimes we'll get attuned to the Akashic records. You can feel the difference of what it's like to be in there. You receive the messages, but we don't really understand what's happening. Um, There's a trust and a knowing, which is something that's so beautiful. But for my mind, I'm like, what is happening here? I need to understand. And so that's really what I've been working on over the past um, year. And so um, I'm really into yogic philosophy. And the idea is that we um, have a soul that travels with the subtle body. And so the subtle body um, moves with us from lifetime to lifetime. So you can think of it as the mental, emotional body. And in Vedic philosophy, there's something called samskaras, which is literally like impressions that are left on the subtle body, in the energetic body. And so this will travel with us from lifetime to lifetime. And so you can see like, for example, somebody like Mozart, when he was a young boy, he immediately knew how to play the piano. So he was already born knowing. So that knowledge, that mastery traveled with him. So maybe there's, so that's, an aversion as well. Like you go by a big body of water, or maybe there's a candle flame in your house and you're like, I don't know why, but that I'm like scared. I'm uncomfortable. 
there is some unresolved energy there. That's some samskaras from the past lives. And the practice of accessing the Akashic records, Akash in Sanskrit means ether. So it's this quantum field, this astral realm that is beyond space and time. And so when we access this field, we can understand things that have happened to us in the present, in the past, and in the future. And so we can unwind karma by working in the quantum field. And that's why things will manifest so rapidly because things move from subtle to gross. And I hope that this is making sense. I know that we've worked together in this capacity before, so it's not so new, but I hope for your listeners, this isn't too overwhelming. So take what resonates and leave the rest. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's funny how as I'm listening to you talk, I'm like, wait, I do that? I have access to this world because it sounds so complex. Mm. in it it's you really experience your soul and that's Mm. one of my favorite things to do um in the records is like please show me please illuminate my soul in its highest being for me to see like show Mm. me my soul's highest illumination so that i it's like asking to see my highest self but through the eyes of the lords of the records and mm-hmm. allowing my body my physical human body to kind of attune to that form that i see mm-hmm. and the thing with the records you know i'm always kind of pushing like don't buy the drop-in like sometimes i want to make my drop-in rate like super high so that people will just buy more than one session and it's mm-hmm. not at all because i need you to do more readings it's because every time we go in we are getting deeper and deeper into the realm. And I have no idea how many readings I've had from you. Like the summer of 2020, I probably had like 20, 30 readings. We were giving three, four times a week. And it was funny because I feel like that summer I was really dealing with like, um, just like my family chaos. And I felt like I kept bringing the same stories to you guys and the same shit that I just was like, why can't I let this go? And the subtle, the subtle healing that happened that summer, it wasn't mm-hmm. like I'd come out of the reading and be like, oh, I'm a changed person. It was like mm-hmm. after so many readings, mm-hmm. the summer ended. And I looked back on who I was when I started the training, the mm-hmm. energy felt, how sensitive I was, how sovereign I felt over my own being how in control I felt of my own life's creation, I became such a more empowered, strong person through the most subtle acts of having all of these readings. And that's why I kind of like, if you really want to do the work, like at least get a few readings so that we can really get in deep. Because if you come, if you come in wanting one reading and wanting all this stuff to be healed, it's like, I say, it's like going to the gym and hoping that in one workout, you're just like super ripped and strong. <laughs> totally. Over. And I'm going to be getting readings, you know, forever for the rest of my life because the subtle effects of it are so mind blowing to me. And, and the subtleties of healing what happened in a past life, the subtleties of healing in a snap of a finger healing what happened to you when you were three at the snap of a finger forgiving your parents for that time that they didn't take care of you 
you know, and, mm-hmm. and moving and, and actually feeling your human body attuning into exactly the, mm-hmm. the most incredible work I've ever done. It's so beautiful because the, the philosophy, Vedic philosophy tells us that we keep reincarnating because of our unresolved things. And so those like um, those blocks or that tension that we have in our lives are things that we've been working on for quite some time. And we move into the records, we can get a higher perspective. We can see why this is happening. We can literally feel it. And in that process of embodying it energetically, it becomes resolved. And then we have so much more power and knowing. And I always feel this about in my own life, like certain things like, you know, you're good at, but maybe you're just like self-conscious about, or like, don't really want to fully embrace it. It's like, no, you have done this before. This is natural for you. And you can embody the essence of who you really are. And it's when we ignore that, that's when that tension unfolds. So when we can embrace that, wow, like then we are from a place of like pure creation, collaboration, and life can become really, really beautiful. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's so special to be able to tap into this inherent wisdom. It's in all, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. we can all tap into this. And as facilitators, you and I, we've just, we've just done a lot of training and work and attunements to kind of be able to tap into each other's fields very easily and it's mm-hmm. fun how, like even when i get on a call with any of you guys it's like whoa wait there's something here and totally it's like the records just open just because we get onto a call together 100 yeah and it's so fun to just play in that realm and i think that you know the next question that's coming up for you like i have i have accrued so much wisdom from the Akashic records that is not from my mind, you know, Mm -hmm. so much kind of constant themes that I feel like come up in every reading, you know, like, oh, we've been through this before. We'll tell you again. Mm. Wondering if there's like any pieces of like just the best wisdom that's come through for you in the records that you didn't think of on your own, that just feels so universal and warm? Hmm, It's a beautiful question. Um, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind, have you read the book, Masters, Teachers, and Loved Ones? No. Oh my goodness. You must read this book. It's by, oh, no, 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 wrong title. Master of Many Lives, the, the book by Brian Weiss. No, I've never read that. Many masters, many lives. I finally got it on the third try. So basically he was a psychiatrist and focused on um, hypnotherapy on people who were unable to be healed from his psychiatric practice. And while he was bringing people, this one woman through hypnotherapy, he essentially inducted her into a past life regression where she was no longer in her childhood. She was in like, you know, AD, like she was in a totally different time and place. And, and then even beyond that, 
she would move beyond a past life into a space in between lives where he was receiving information from his patient, from essentially the masters, teachers, and loved ones. And they would channel through this woman messages for him, things that she would have never known um, about his life and his family and direct messages for him. And so that is the Akashic Records. When we move into a space of uh, trance, essentially, we can move into a space where we, we get so high or we get so, we reach a different realm. And it's in that higher realm, we receive messages from the masters, teachers, and loved ones about our lives, but also about um, the collective in general. And I think now more than ever, as there's so much information and also misinformation in the world, it can be very disorienting. You have no clue who to trust or what to believe. When we can use these practices to connect into ourselves and receive guidance from these, these beings that are here to literally help our souls evolve, um, that is the most empowering um, that is the most empowering thing that we could ever do. And so I, I really believe we're on the cusp of um, like a more true way of being as we all awaken to our own inner knowledge and our own inner trust. Like if you've ever had that moment in your life, like I have no clue why I'm doing this, but I'm listening to that little voice inside. The more we can take those inner aligned steps, uh, the more life will become more truthful and more uh, connected. Oh my gosh. I bet everyone listening is like, I want to do this. I want to be in the, I want to be in the records. I think a lot of my listeners have had readings with me, which is why like, I haven't done a ton of explaining what it is because yeah. I think my audience is, 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 has been, you know, listening to me talk about the records for so long. But you are hosting a facilitator training in November. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, just tell us about it so that my listeners, if you're like, I, I need to get in on that, what are the, what, tell us all about it. Totally. So it's, we're starting on the 21st of November and moving through the end of January. And it's a four-part training. So my goal and my desire in this life is to help people use the Akashic Records as a tool for inner authority and alignment. Because when we can all attune to this place of inner knowing, there's no stopping what we can do. Um, there is more confidence, there's more trust, there's more alignment. And so I even like to use the records in terms of business. It's like, what's what's what are the records and master teachers and loved ones saying about how to move with more integrity? Because the more we can bridge our spiritual and our personal and our material lives, the more um, we're acting from a place of equanimity and connection. And I think the more we can access this realm for support and for inspiration, in my, in my, from my perspective, the better. So it's a four-part um training where we first start with theory. So a little bit about what we were talking today. What are the records? How does it work? What is the astral realm, the physical realm, the material realm? Um, and then the part two is where we work on um, integrating. So 
how do we access the records? How do we determine how we receive messages? Um, how do we attune to the energy of the records? Because you can do so much healing. How to embody yourself as a facilitator. So how to live that life in alignment, taking care of your body with tips and tricks from Ayurveda, this ancient wisdom. Um, and then stepping forward into your path as a facilitator. So like, what is what does it look like to use the records as Jane? How does, what is Jane's voice? What does Jane bring? What is her kind of inner authority? Um, and learning how to hold space for others, clear space, activate space. Um, so all of these very esoteric, but beautiful, um, beautiful ways of looking at the world. Yes. Oh, that sounds so amazing. That, I mean, it just, it just excites me because I think learning about all of this, like I'll never forget just the energetic change in my life when I started opening up these realms, you know, and, and really it, it, sometimes I'm like, why are we even trying so hard to speak about this when it's not something that we can speak about? Mm -hmm. um, but it's so felt and experienced and so it's the most subtle form of anything I've really ever experienced. And, you know, I, I think that all of my former practices in Buddhism, probably similar to you with your Ayurveda, is what made it so easy for you to kind of tap in. It's kind of like before we got to opening the records, we were already kind of preparing our bodies and our channels to do this work. So for anyone listening that wants to go and do this work with you, how can they find you? Sure. You can find me on Instagram. Um, it's just my first and last name. And maybe Jane, you can link it in the notes. Um, yeah. And I'm super excited. We have a beautiful group who are really being led by their own inner listening. They're like, it's almost as if somebody is holding their hand from the inside out and they're listening to that call. And what's like we were sharing in the beginning, so beautiful about the records is it is it calls you, you know, when it's time to start activating and integrating this work. And it can be so powerful to um, like amplify your gifts, um, amplify your goals um, and and give you that sense of certainty. I think in my life, it really allowed me to to really like know who I am, um, which, yeah, it felt a little bit, it felt a little bit harder to do before the Akashic records came into my life. Uh, yeah. You're actually bringing me back to like our first call when I was like, I live in Utah. I practice Reiki. Like, I don't know anyone else who does any of this. Like I felt so lonely as like the mm. person that I am. Mm. And kind of like it was hard for me to shine really brightly when mm -hmm. I felt so like alone. It, it, again, yeah. it's hard to explain how that felt for me. But coming out on the other side of the records, A, having like these five sisters that I like, and for anyone listening, it's like, if you feel like you're meant to be that group, you're going to meet souls that you have spent, mm. you're going to get to reconnect with them. And I think that was honestly my favorite part is the sisterhood of healing and connection and all of that that we have gone through together. Um, 
And then also just, yeah, it's, it was similar for me, just this confidence in, okay, I have, I have some gifts to share and I'm here to share them. And it doesn't even just have to be the Akashic records. The records helped me expand in every single portion of my life. And what I, I remember on my website, I was trying to list all the things that you can work on in the records. And then I was like, this is silly. I'm just going to like have like an infinite website. Right. Anything is possible. I mean, it just gives you that, that inner guidance, that knowing, I think that that sense of knowing that is indescribable um, is the most powerful and potent part. It's like a, it's like an immediate activation once, once you're in that space. And it also gives us, at least for me, the certainty like that there is help, there is support, and that it, there is a certain magic to the way that life unfolds. I think it was hard for me to feel like life has no rhyme or reason. Uh, you know, there is a reason for for all that happens in our life and the records can can affirm that for us oh, you're just making me feel so grateful that we get to do this work and um i'm sure everyone listening is like can we see what it's like and this is something i've this is a huge thing i've always wanted to do for this podcast is to have my reader friends come on and open the records for the listeners and see if there's any wisdom that's meant to come through we've got about like 30 minutes we could play in there if you're open to it would love to would love to yeah i think now more than ever that that guidance from above is so important mm -hmm. yeah so for anyone listening i mean whether you're driving or sitting at home mm -hmm. if, if you're able to just sit down and enter into this field on the quantum with us i would invite you to um mm -hmm or whatever you're doing just it's 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 cellular it's quantum so just let it soak into your bones and roya i'll let you take it from here sure do we have any um maybe we can while we're opening the records we can ponder if there's any anything we want to ask tap in that might be relevant for your community and just lead with maybe something tap into your community and see if there are any questions that they are looking to understand. And we can use that to um, anchor into the field together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something that I'm immediately tapping into is um, this, this, this energy of, I have a gift to share I have a gift to share. Why can't I cross the threshold of sharing the gift? Like I can feel that so many of my students right now. And also, um, there's something about the slowness of the season that we're in mm -hmm. that I think is maybe bringing that feeling of like, do I leap into this threshold or do I like stay and stay in my vision? And, you know, that's, that's kind of where we're at right now, what I'm feeling in my collective of, I really want to jump into this next place, but part of me feels like what's happening with the season right now and where am I, where am I guiding myself? Where should I guide myself? Mm -hmm. Yeah, finding that balance between like, is it my ego that's pushing me forward towards change 
or am I here to actually like listen and be patient? Um, like how do we move? Th- what's the right way to move through the threshold with a sense of urgency or perhaps a sense of trust? Exactly. Beautiful. Okay. So we'll do a little guided meditation. So as Jane said, we'll have like about 20, 25 minutes of this practice. So just find yourself in a nice, comfortable space. And we'll do a little activation and then bring ourselves into the records. And so wherever you are, just notice your body in space. Begin to feel the energy from the hips downwards as you feel yourself moving down towards the magnetic energy of the earth as the earth rises up to meet you. Feel your spine move up towards the sky, almost as if you're inviting that channel to open up. Just take a scan of your body, noticing what feels more open, or perhaps the spaces that are asking for more spaciousness. Feel the soles of the feet connecting down to the earth beneath you as the crown of the head moves up towards the sky. The astral realm, the Akashic records is a place beyond time and space. So wherever you are, begin to feel your energy reaching out towards Jane and I as we reach out towards you. This collective field of resonance, this intention as a pathway for connection. Now bring your awareness to the heart. Begin to feel that heartbeat beneath your chest. Think of the heart as a gateway or a portal to connection. And as we move into the records, feel that that throat begin to clear, almost as if you're wiping off dust from a mirror. And then begin to feel the sensation rising up into the space between the eyebrows, the third eye. And as if you're opening up a door, begin to invite your awareness there. As you begin to feel yourself move deeper and deeper into the space of the mind. And see if you can envision a door in that mind space. You find yourself in a long hallway And there's a door with a little bit of light shining through. Just like the resonance of the Akashic Records, it begins to pull you forward. You feel yourself floating towards that door. You begin to step down 10, you sink deeper. Nine, getting heavier. Eight, seven, six, five, mind, body, and heart in alignment. Four. Three, two, one. See yourself in a field. Feel the grass beneath your feet. So give yourself the freedom to explore this sacred space. 
you walk along this path, begin to see a little patch of sun. As you begin to lie down, you feel your body get heavy. The muscles begin to melt away from the bones. You look up towards the sky, noticing these beautiful swirling colors. And like a beam of light, this ray of energy comes down and begins to illuminate your whole entire body. You begin to move into the light, move into light. You feel yourself getting lighter and lighter and lighter as you move up, 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 up. Until you feel yourself move into this chamber of light. It's from this space you begin to open up the Akashic Records. And so we do acknowledge the forces of light, asking for guidance, direction, and courage to know the truth as it's revealed for our highest good and the highest good of everyone connected to us. Help me to know those on this Lioness podcast in the light of the Akashic Records. To see the listeners of the Lioness podcast through the eyes of the Lord of the Records. And enable me to share the wisdom and compassion of the masters, teachers, and loved ones of those on this Linus podcast have for them. And so for those of you listening, just feeling that shift in awareness, notice if anything's changed. And you feel that click, that shift as you notice the records are now open. And so right away, they share that that which you seek, you already know. As we move out in the world, we reach out. We reach out and we look for mirrors. Everything we seek is already seeking us. So as we pull it closer and closer to us, what we seek to understand is the reflection of our face, of our memories, of our knowing in this light of the mirror. This threshold that you speak of is a step in the direction towards yourself. So it's not an effort of seeking beyond, of pushing, of forcing, but a matter of moving inwards. We cross that threshold by knowing ourselves from the inside out. So this pressure that you place upon yourself to do, to achieve, to understand, let it soften and let it fold. Let it move and let it go. As you create that spaciousness for who you really are to expand. It's not about stepping forward. It's not about forcing, but rather removing the barriers that keep us from acting on the ways of our own being. I also have this feeling that there's a sense of harshness, mm. a sense of criticism, a sense of critique. I feel a being, a person that is telling you that there's a should and a could and a need. There is no need. There's no force. I 
get this image of a young girl who just wants her hair to be brushed. Can you find that young girl within yourself and brush her hair? Listen to her, sing her lullabies, coo and cuddle. That is the work. Mm. We also get the sense that as we step forward, there is a feeling of lightness, not force. Almost we're light on our tiptoes as we make our way forward towards enthusiasm, towards grace, towards excitement, not towards force, push, and pull. Let your heart be excited like little butterflies from within. They move and they flutter and they flow and they bring joy with their beauty. Let that brightness, those colors excite you. I also sense that there is a desire here for, um, for true community. I get the vision of beginning to find somebody who you can hold your hand with, reaching out for a hand, reaching out for a connection, a place and a space where you can really be yourself. I just want to check in with Eugene and see if there are any feelings or impressions um, that are moving. Yeah, I'm I'm fully resonating with everything. And what I'm I'm being reminded is that so many of us see our path as linear, mm. as something I need to move forward into and work upwards and improve and get better and it's just this linear path that I'm seeing and they're reminding us, no, we're living in a sphere. Mm. Living in this beautiful space where we get to expand and enjoy in all directions. And that this feeling of should or need or gotta be a certain way is kind of a little rejection of, of the soul's infinity. Mm. And that was kind of um, as you're kind of describing the the butterflies and the the tuning into what the child needs. It's you know the children aren't moving forward to become better. They're living in the great expanse of time and play and joy, and they will still grow and expand and move forward on their path. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost as if growth is not an A to a B, but um, an unfolding and an expanding. It's like no need to, to trek forward, but rather to allow ourselves to experience in a 360 degree way. <clears throat> I see this like a lot of us are efforting, working, working. I'm almost seeing like, bringing down the hammer as mm. if that action is going to get us further down the path. 
Mm-hmm. And what they're bringing us back to is actually sitting in the silence, being with the self, being in the sphere of our own soul mm. is even more powerful than that trucking forward, as you said. Mm-hmm. Beingness. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to be reminded of today. Mm. In a sense, I get is that as we tap into this circular beingness, um, life moves towards us. And that's why there's no need to step forward because life will will grant us paths. Life will grant us opportunities when we sit in our bubble, our sphere of beingness Mm -hmm. comes to us. Like we are magnets time and space through that stillness and things mm. hold into us i'm mm-hmm. almost seeing like the the wrinkle in time just pulling those things right to us out of that stillness that knowing that 360 degree self we're speaking of mm. and they're sharing in a funny way that life will knock on your door don't be afraid Life is ready to knock on your door. Be in your play, be in the space that feels safe because this forceful way forward moves from a place of fear. Yeah, they're wanting to remind you that you're safe every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Whether you're stepping backwards to the side, dancing, jumping, running, you're safe. The earth is holding you. And I, I get the sense that there's, it's the earth, it's the art, your guides. I see even like plants and animals. There's a whole, um, a whole field of people supporting you. And when we are trekking forward. In some sense, I get this, these blinders that only allow us to see forward, but doesn't open up our vision to the periphery of all of the support that's around us. And what it takes is for us to trust that we are safe, that we are connected, that we are held, that you will receive that knock on your door. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the real strength. Yes, I saw the image of the roadrunner moving so fast that he's kicking up dust everywhere and he's blinded. He can't see anything that's around him, but he's almost scared of what will happen if he stays still and lets the dust settle Mm. and see the family and the community and the environment around him. There's a fear of seeing, a fear of seeing what is there to support you. Mm. like a rejection of it of no I will grind I will keep going forward I don't need these things that are holding me yeah it's almost as if the dust creates the chaos and the chaos is like the illusion uh, like the distraction almost Mm -hmm. and so we ask the masters teachers and loved ones those beings of light that are here with us today If there are any other messages for those listeners of the Lioness podcast. Wow, okay, they immediately say yes. 
um, what they're sharing is it feels like there's a lot of emphasis on what we look like, on what we eat, mm -hmm. on what we should be doing. Um, like I, I get the sense that there's a lot of emphasis on an on external appearance, mm -hmm. whether it's physically, emotionally, there's almost like this visage or rather this facade of appearances. And they are really asking for those beings on this call to let go of the facade. It's like a, it's like glass that's blocking you from connecting to the truth of the world and the truth of who you are. And I'm getting the sense almost in a funny way that they wanna see you being yourself and maybe yourself is a messy bun and eating Cheetos on the couch. They're asking for more honesty about who you are because it's, there's more grace in that. There's yeah. more grace in that truth than in the facade, that icy, cold block, mm -hmm. let it go because it's, it's weighing you down. That is so funny that you say that because in um, every Sunday we do a salad offering. We have like a little, it's like a bowl of food pretty much. And somebody brought Cheetos. And I was like, why is there Cheetos in the sog? But it's sacred <laughs> substance. So I ate them and I was like, oh my God, these are so good. And since it's all like for weeks, I've been like, I want a bag of Cheetos so bad. And I swear wow. I'm just going to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's also interesting because a lot of my students who listen, we just did the importance of proper digestion and the Ayurvedic diet. And a big concern of mine has been, I don't want any of you to get obsessive. Mm -hmm. Totally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and maybe a little message to me, like, eat the damn Cheetos, Jane. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, since I was a little kid, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. It almost feels like being who you are, honoring the Cheetos, honoring couch life, honoring Netflix and chill is more authentic than the facade of a yogi or the facade of an influencer or somebody who's outward facing. They're really wanting that honesty. And it's actually that that authenticity of honesty is more heart-centered, is actually a lot lighter, is, is actually a lot more aligned than feeling like you have to do something. Oh my gosh. And as you're describing that, I can feel the heady energy of mm -hmm. intellect. We're learning, we're studying, we're thinking, I should do this, I should do that, I shouldn't do this. And when we settle into the authenticity of who we are, and this is just what I want to do right now, it doesn't matter if it's yogic, all that energy settles into the heart. Mm. It's loved. And the child inside of us that just wants the Cheetos and the, and the Disney movies, yes, loved, rather than the kind of, you need to do this, the kind of disciplinarian mm -hmm. that a lot of us seem to be growing into as we are on this path of wanting to evolve and wanting to live in our highest alignment and, and wanting to be our best selves, it can get too heady. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Drop it down. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And it feels like this disciplinarian is an external manifestation of, of, a di of disconnection, of, of somebody who didn't love us for who we were, of someone who forced us to be anything other than what we are in this moment. 
And so it's the real message here is about coming together, aligning and accepting. And it brings about more appreciation and ah, expansion. And so with that, we'll begin to close out the records. Thanking the masters, teachers, and loved ones for their love and compassion. Thanking the lords of the Akashic records for their point of view. The Holy Spirit of light for all knowledge and healing. Thank you for this space. Thank you for this knowledge. Thank you for this knowing. The records are now closed. The records are now closed. Records are now closed. Just feeling that energy begin to settle down. Maybe feeling into that heart that's continuing to expand. And then you can just bow your head and Maybe take a couple of moments to just get back in the body, maybe giving yourself a nice big hug or a big stretch, noticing any sensations, perhaps that feeling in the third eye, how the Akashic records manifest for you. I know I do a lot of heart openers when I'm in the records, I feel a lot bigger, like I can take up more space. So just recognizing what that is. And sometimes you can shake it out, whatever that is, just let that continue to move. <sighs> what an honor. Oh my gosh. That was just, I, I, I knew that, I knew that a lot of that message would be woven into something I needed to hear, but it did feel so I just, I know that my audience feels so connected. I can feel it in this moment that there's these, on the quantum, even though no one has heard this in this moment in time, I can feel all of these kind of clicks into, oh, mm. like an exhale is happening for everybody. Mm. Oh, I can just be myself. Mm -hmm. That's what a relief, right? Yeah, like we can all be a little bit more relieved and just soften into into our truth yeah oh my gosh roya thank you so much for being the first one to open the records on this show it is such an honor and i just can't wait to keep playing in this realm to have you back on the show because you are a wealth of knowledge my aries sister you have so much more. <laughs> <laughs> and um are you offering readings is there, is there anything besides your facilitation training that um, my listeners can come check you out on? Totally. I am offering um, sessions for new clients. So for those of you who are like, I'm into the records and maybe you know that the program is for you, but just want a little bit of a taste. I really want the Akashic records to become more accessible for those who feel that resonance. So I'm definitely offering one-on-one um, -on -one sessions. I also do consultations if there's something you want to specifically work on or maybe something you're trying to birth. Um, we can build out a series on using the records to guide us in that way because um, I have a background in strategy and branding. And so it's nice to use um, the records as a platform for knowledge and research and information. 
Um, but it's not just about material things. It's also a place for inner understanding. And um, so, yeah, connect in any of those ways above. And I can send Jane some links to connect Beautiful. Yeah, I will link everything to connect with Roya in the show notes. I'm just so, so, so honored, Roya. Thank you so much for joining us today, for sharing your gifts and your wisdom with us today, for opening the records for us and sharing all of that beauty. And you will definitely be back on the show. So everyone, <laughs> don't worry. It won't be long. You will be back. And um, yeah, I can't wait to see you sometime and give you a hug. I hope to see you in Mexico City, Jane. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I think maybe we celebrate our birthdays in Mexico. That's what I'm kind of feeling into. Mm, beautiful. Well, my records, you know. Mm. I'd love to be in Mexico for my birthday. So, thank you guys so much for gathering. And um, the community is always a reflection of the of the teacher or the guide or the practitioner. And it feels like there there are people who are so. Um, just like feeling into the field so earnest and so dedicated and so enthusiastic and that's just such a reflection of you and your earnesty and your enthusiasm so thank you so much for creating these platforms for people to disconnect and to follow their interests because I know when I first got into this I was so undercover about like you know, all of these mystical and magical things and to have this community and platform to just like embrace it is incredible. Oh, well, thank you for just being a part of it. You're all my students teacher now. And I know I have the best students ever. So thank you for being our teacher and friend, Roya. I love you so dearly. And to everybody listening, I love you so dearly. And I hope you have a beautiful day. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jane. Yes. Ah, uh, that was so fun. Wasn't that amazing? Isn't Roya just incredible? Ah, uh, yes. I loved that. I loved that. So, you know, as always, if you're feeling inspired to go work with Roya, go check it out. I also left the link to book a reading with her if you want a reading with her. I also left the link if you want to book a reading with me to book a reading with me and reach out to either of us we would love to hear from you and so thank you so much for sharing your space with me your energy your mind your ears and i hope you have a beautiful beautiful day my love